Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Good morning, everybody. I don't know what's going on with my pipes these days. They're a little bit beat up. I'll admit, I sound... I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I sound gruff. Maybe I sound like an older man. Feel like an older man, but maybe I... Uh, Maybe I finally sound like one. Beginning of a new week, eight days is the countdown to the start of the NBA season. And today we have something a little off the beaten path here on Fantasy NBA Today, a sports ethos presentation. And that is a points league episode. I'm not sure I've ever actually done an episode dedicated exclusively to points leagues, but today... We are getting into the most important points league targets on ESPN and Yahoo. We'll have from each because their boards are set up differently, so the values are different at each place, although I think there is some overlap there. And we'll be doing it with uh, Keston Paul, one of our editors here at Sports Ethos, a longtime points league expert. And we're finally getting him in the dang spotlight. But before we do that, Want to quickly give everybody this sort of show opening deal. I am at Dan Vespers on social media. Just Dan Vespers is my name in person, so you guys can find me over on social. I would almost demand that you guys do that because we're now so close to the season that social media becomes extraordinarily important for in-season pickups and drops and things of that nature. And again, that's uh, at Dan Vespers over there. This show is a Sports Ethos presentation, and Sports Ethos is deep, hot, lava hot, sweet in draft season Sleeper's piece from Mike Passador just came out this morning over in the Sports Ethos Draft Guide along with the Brewski 150 projections and the live draft tracker tool. But let's bring Keston in now. He is at Keston Paul over on social media. And we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to get the microphone working. The camera is not going to be on for Keston today, but we've got the mic figured out. Good day to you, sir. I'm so glad we finally get to do this. Yeah, I mean, we've had so much trouble with this, like, that initial show when we tried to do it, and there was, like, a little thunderstorm. (laughs) That's right, I forgot we were trying to do a show, and not only were we having microphone and tech issues, and he was glitching, but there was, like, a loud thunderstorm going on outside, so we were having trouble figuring out if it was the mic, if it was the storm, but it's quiet, it's peaceful where you are right now, which is... By the way, in the Caribbean. I don't know if we were going to talk about that very much, but what's it like in the Caribbean right now? Is it nice? Feels nice when I think about it in my head. Um, it's very hot. Oh, I mean, <laughs> so not not as nice yeah. as I thought. Which is ironic because you caught me on like that one day when we had like a thunderstorm, but like around that, it's just been really, really hot. It has been really, really hot. Uh, Again, Keston is on Twitter at Keston Paul. Let's just dive straight in. I have once you provided me, by the way, I should let everybody know that Keston provided me with a list of the players that he wanted to talk about on today's show. So I popped them into this same kind of silly little uh, PowerPoint board. We'll throw them up there. Um, I seem to have messed up my first slide, but here, this is slide one. This just says points league sleepers on it. Uh, but what everybody should know is that we're going to go through this. We'll do ESPN first. We'll do Yahoo second. And here is where we get things started. So, Keston, 
First two on the ESPN points league sleepers list, and maybe sleepers isn't the right word for it, maybe more of like a must draft or value board. You have Kyrie Irving at 27 and James Harden at 46. Can you talk to us a little bit about how those guys ended up there and what do you expect out of them in a points format? Yeah, so this is where they are currently ranked as of the last ESPN's um, board shuffle, which was on Friday. So Kyrie is currently 27th and James Harden is currently 46th. So I think anyone who plays fantasy knows that both of these players are much better than this, like no matter what the format is. Um, Last season, they would have been just outside the first round, like around 13th, 14th, yeah. And so obviously with Harden, he's this low because of the uncertainty about the trade. Um, He is like doing and saying the right things right now because he's saying, you know, he wants to play basketball and his teammates are saying he's being very professional. So, I mean, we aren't sure about the situation if he would still be willing to play when the regular season starts. But, I mean, at 46, if you're getting a player that could be at least like top 15, that's a major steal. Is there, so uh, jumping in on you here, someone like Kyrie Irving, uh, he's typically very good in both percentages. Is that something that causes him to be less coveted in points leagues and it sounds like to you it almost doesn't oh, really matter like he's so good at yeah it. so um we're actually supposed to start with um so let me backpedal a little sure bit. yeah we can talk so, a little bit about the differences of points leagues yeah so espn and yahoo use different scoring settings their default settings are different so on espn efficiency actually matters because if you miss a, a shot, you actually lose a point. If you make a shot, you actually get a point for making the shot, as well as the points per point that you scored. So ESPN kind of, they changed their scoring system about, I think it was like three years ago. And in this three model, well, they always factored in efficiency, but they made their scoring system so that the scores would be closer to Yahoo's because it used to be like a very low scoring system before, which was just like one point per stats. But now it's like four points per steal, four points per block. And of course, they do factor in efficiency. So usually if you get points league questions, um, you might think that points leagues don't usually factor in efficiency. But if it's on ESPN, it most likely is unless they're using like a non-standard system on ESPN. So Kyrie's efficiency is actually good for ESPN points leagues. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, So that takes care of that. And then with Harden, we know he's going to be good in one percentage and weaker in the other and so that kind of balances out no matter what format you're looking at correct yeah and then his assists also help to like um push up his scoring as well in points leagues 
Okay, so these two guys are kind of like the layups near the top of the board. They're in a very weird place. Let's get into some of the names you gave me that were a little bit farther down the list. And the next one there was Bradley Beal, who, and I thought when you sent this to me, it was a typo. ESPN has him pre-ranked at 96? Yeah, that is crazy. I couldn't believe that when I saw it either. So, last year in points leagues, he would have been like around top 40-ish. And obviously, he's going to a worse situation now because he's going to be the third option. But I don't think he's that badly off to be the 96th down player. What kind of numbers? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, yeah. At 96, that's like them expecting him to average like around 30 fantasy points, which is like a borderline (laughs) rosterable player. So that doesn't make sense. So... How high do you think he can go in a points league? I mean, looking at ESPN side, I guess, right now. So, obviously, he, him getting back to, like, around the top 40 is difficult. But you can probably take him, like, around the 60s, um, 60s to 70s, especially with him around this low. And you could still get, like, a little bit of um, upside on that. And if you're in a league where people don't pay attention, maybe you can take him like at the end of the 70s or the early 80s, like around above this 96 mark, and you're going to get a lot of value on that. So that one, again, felt a little bit like a layup. Let's see who's next on the list. Let's flip to the next slide here. At 103, you have Jeremy Grant. So people have fears on Jeremy Grant, and I'm guessing most of them are end-of-season related, I've been yelling about it the whole offseason. You have to end your head-to-head leagues a little bit earlier. If people end their head-to-head leagues earlier, 103 for Jeremy Grant, you like that a lot, it sounds like. Yeah. The bad thing with ESPN's default playoffs is that it ends the last week of the season. Unacceptable. So usually, yeah, usually in my leagues, I try to change that because you know what's going to happen in the last week half the main players aren't going to be playing or if they're playing they're not like going all out unless they have like playoff implications so but Jeremy Grant is somebody who could like easily be like around the 70s at least as a floor so there isn't really any downside if you're getting him this low folks picture this nightmare scenario You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Boo, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly. The go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits. Then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area. Find the best deals on game day drinks and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. Um, 
I was going to ask a follow-up on Grant, but I think we can probably forge ahead because you have a lot of ESPN names. Next one on the board, Ben Simmons at 138. Now, does this – I'm going to ask you a different question than just do you or don't you like Ben Simmons. Um, because for points leagues, he's always been kind of a, a points league darling type of player who, you know, bad free throw shooter, good field goal percent, but not much volume there to sort of offset it, but does all the other things, scores a little, rebounds, assists, gets steals, blah, blah, blah. Is this a pick, Simmons at 138, Keston, that you like, like genuinely like it, or is it a pick where you feel like there's nothing to lose, or is it some combination of the two? Um, <clears throat> it's, ju- it's just a pick where there's nothing to lose because this is a spot where if this pick fails, you don't really have any downside because it could just become a streaming spot. And Ben has been like a top 50 points league player in the past very easily. So even if he isn't at that peak level that he was before, like, even if he's like the 70th best player or the 80th, you're going to get value on this, like, no matter what. Unless, well, I mean, again, if he fails, but at this point in a draft, you don't care if this pick fails, so... What do you think he could do if things go relatively well for him? Well, if he um, is playing well and starting getting his full minutes, all that, um, with his like skill set, he doesn't score very highly, but he does so much where it adds up. And especially because you get like four points for a steal um, on ESPN and Ben is a good steal player as well. I think he can give you like at least, like if he's playing well, like around like 33-ish fantasy points, which would probably put him like around in the 70s. So that seems like a solid floor if he is getting his proper minutes and playing well. Now we're getting into the deep numbers here. Next man on your ESPN Points League must draft list at 143, Jalen Duran in Detroit who everybody knows how much I love watching him rebound because he's like the strongest dude on the court. And he was what, like 20 years old last year. Um, What, uh, what are you expecting out of Jalen this season? But uh, more than anything, uh, what do you like out of him for a points league format? Well, it's just exactly what you're talking about, the rebounds. So with um, stats like that, like rebounds, they're kind of like almost more guaranteed points because you see a little less variation in that compared to scoring. Obviously, there is variation because every stat has variation, but you're not likely to get like, or you're less likely to get like a four rebound game from um, your big man who rebound a lot compared to like a scorer who could just have a night where he only hits like two shots. So... Duran isn't one that I think is guaranteed to be a standard league player, but he has the potential to have the floor to be like at least like an end of roster kind of spot in like the 80s or 90s range. So you could even take him like maybe around the two above this and still feel like you could gain value on that. So I love it. 
All right, Keston, here is your list. This is like your ESPN honorable mention board, and they go off the screen. There were so many yeah. of them. <laughs> this is how yeah. I need to get better at slide creation here. Um, your 160-plus group, who are they, and how do you think they're going to do this year? Yeah, so this isn't even like a, that they're guaranteed to hit, but these are players who are going to get minutes. So... They're just ranked too low because all of these are worth flyers in your last few picks. Zach Collins, when he was playing really well at the end of last season, was giving you like top 80-ish value in points leagues. Um, Bruce Brown is someone who could also get around the top 100. Kobe White, he isn't as good for ESPN as he is on Yahoo because of the efficiency factored in. But again, if he is starting, he has like enough counting stats where he could get around the top 100 as well. Steven Adams is more like a solid pick if you just need somebody who could be like a back-end roster spot. He isn't going to blow up, but he is again someone who could be like right at the end of your roster where he isn't quite droppable, but he isn't like um, well winning you matchups on his own either. And then Sohan, again, he's just ranked too low. I think he was like around 190 or so, like 200 or something. Like, again, he's just someone you can take with your last pick and hope that it works. So. Let's take a quick break here in the middle to remind everybody to give Keston a follow on Twitter at Keston Paul. Give me a follow on Twitter at D A N B E S B R I S, Dan Bespris. And please like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff to everything we're doing on YouTube and via traditional podcast channels as well. And also, if you guys want to check out Manscaped.com right now, they've got the Handyman, which I no longer have sitting right in front of me at my table here. I'm looking around for it, and I can't find it. Uh, That is an actual face electric razor, not a sideburn trimmer. So you get the nice close shave with that. It still has the skin-safe technology that all of their stuff has had in the past. Just a really great portable it's like yay big about the size i have small hands so maybe that's not the greatest example but i'm trying to think of a a good comparison here i think the whole thing is maybe about four inches long if that's possible it's smaller than an index card um fantastic piece of equipment you can get it for 20 percent off and free shipping with promo code ethos 20 ethos 20 for 20 percent off and free shipping on your order over at manscape.com check out the handyman today and tomorrow they have a brand new product dropping at manscape.com can't uh, getting a little excited to tell you guys all about that as well um your list for yahoo is a little bit lighter keston let's segue over into that one what's the first name on the board for you uh, in a yahoo points league yes so it's kevin durant and also before we get into this i just wanted to uh, mention something so this is based on the list that Dan Titus has on Yahoo. And it's much better than trying to use like the normal ranks on Yahoo because they are based on category leagues. So if you try to draft of the category league ranks or even the ADPs, like three quarters of the board are probably gonna be slippers. <laughs> so um, I'm not sure if this is actually loaded into the Yahoo Points League because the one Yahoo Points League I'm in, I don't 
think this board was on there. So I'd recommend anybody who's playing on Yahoo Points League to just search for like the Yahoo NBA Fantasy Points rankings and you'll find it very easily on Google. It's like the first is out. So this is my critique of that list because it's much better than anything else you can use available on Yahoo. So, Okay, so um, what's Kevin Durant doing at 20? Yeah, so I think this is just um, trying to factor in what is going to happen with the Suns because he is more of like a back-end first-rounder or early second-rounder on Yahoo Points Leagues usually. So there's obviously the risk of injuries as well. But if you're picking at the end of um, the first round, you know, especially in a points league, it's going to be hard to make up the points on like those top four players. Because on Yahoo and ESPN, the top four players are very clear. It's Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, and Luka in no particular order. But those four are like way above everyone else. So everyone else is kind of trying to catch up to the teams that gets those guys. So if you can get Kevin Durant, he's going to be much better than this per game, probably. Because we don't usually see him losing too much when he plays with other stars because of the way he plays. So even if he isn't quite like a back-end first rounder and he's more like a middle or like let's say like 12th to 15th or 16th, you're still going to gain value on this per game and well, you have to hope that he stays healthy. Let's find out who's next. Ooh, at 54, Zion Williamson. Keston, tell me more. Yeah, I put a little asterisk on this one because, of course, we are hoping for him to be healthy. <laughs> yeah, but... I, I didn't. I didn't put the asterisk on the, my my remedial PowerPoint presentation here, but yeah. I should have. But um, I mean, in points league, you want somebody who gets like a lot of counting stats or scores a lot, and Zion scores a lot, and he does it efficiently. You don't get as much rewards for the efficiency on Yahoo as you would on ESPN. And he was wrong time on ESPN. I think he was in like the 30s. That's why he wasn't on the list there. But um, again, if you're trying to catch up to other teams who had like better picks in points leagues, because you can't really like make a build in points leagues to like get around having a lower pick. So I know somebody you could take a little bit of a risk on and hope that, well, if he's healthy, he is going to help you to some wins. So, Yeah, you made an interesting point there uh, in the last two explanations, really, because in a category league, you can draft at the end of the first round, and you can, you know, if you punt something, you can get yourself back into that level of competitiveness of the teams with the top two or three players who really do separate themselves. But in a points league, you know, if you don't get those top three guys, the guys that are just way out ahead of the pack, you, there's not a, a like a clever strategic way to make up that ground. You just have to be a little bit risky. You have to find these types of guys that are falling for various reasons and then figure out which ones you believe are maybe not falling for the right reasons and cover up a little bit of that gap. So uh, that's a really interesting element to points leagues that I don't think people think about all that often. 
Keston, who's next on your board here? This one's an overlap pick. Yeah, and again, it's for the same reasons that he was on the ESPN list as well. He's a little higher here, but this would still be like, you know, like your 10th-ish pick around there if you're picking him in this range. So you don't have too much to lose, and you have a lot that you could gain if he's actually healthy and playing close to the player that he was before. So... There isn't much else to say. Yeah, that's Ben Simmons. Ben. So we, you don't need to you don't need to waste the air. We've already talked about Ben Simmons. They know your thoughts, but basically here the yeah. thing is, he's still not early enough. I think is what you're saying, right? Am I reading that right? Even here at 120 instead of 138 on the other side. Yeah, like I I would be willing to take him around 100. I actually took him around 100 in my yahoo points league draft last week i've seen people i've seen people take him near 100 in a category league draft which feels a little bit saucy but that's how that's how fast he's moving and like i know we're only eight days today as recording this thing from the start of the season but it feels to me like a good game or two out of simmons in the preseason and he could go another 20 slots earlier Um, and people start to then have a lot of things to think about on draft night your next one, this is one that did not show up on the ESPN side, and that's at 145, it's Keegan Murray. Interesting. Tell me more. Yeah, because again, so I don't think Keegan Murray does enough to be like a sleeper on ESPN, and I think he was also ranked slightly higher there as well. So Okay. But with the Yahoo settings, like, again, I, I don't think he's one that is guaranteed to hit. But again, this is like gonna be like your last pick or thereabouts in um a draft in a twelve team draft. And there's upside if he takes like a leap in his second year. I'm not really I'm not really seeing it in preseason so far. But preseason can fool us. So again, it's just like a pick where there isn't much to lose and if you gain well, happy days. And I think this next one is the last name on your board, and he was in your honorable mentions on the other side, but I guess we can spend a few more seconds on him here with Yahoo, and that's Kobe White, who uh, Yahoo has at 204. Um, yeah, I mean, you talked about him a little bit on the ESPN end as, as a guy who maybe doesn't have uh, a ton of upside, but why, so why take a shot on him at the very end? Yeah, so... On Yahoo, you don't have the penalty for missed shots. So if Kobe White's efficiency mm. is bad, you don't get as much loss with that as you would on ESPN. And again, it's looking like he's going to be the Bulls starting point guard. He's been starting in the preseason so far. He won't have like big usage next to Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic. But if he can get, like, let's say, 15-ish points or 14-ish points, five assists, four rebounds, something like that, he might be, like, a borderline rosterable player, which isn't amazing, but at 204, if you can get that in your last pick, you know, it's upside, so... So uh, that's the board of the deeper players. You also left a note for me, and I want to make sure we get a chance to get into this uh, and I can just actually read it verbatim, but then I, I imagine you can fill in a little bit of the color around it. Um, yeah. Because a lot of these pages, the rank board 
or like what you see in a draft room is basically this sort of aggregate, like nine cat, eight cat points leagues, all that ranks gets mushed together into, at least with Yahoo, they call it X rank or pre rank. Guys like Giannis, who are going at eight or nine, Darren Fox near 40. You mentioned Julius Randle, Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, Jeremy Grant, even Russell Westbrook and Aaron Gordon. These are guys that you feel are just too low because of that, because it's not as strictly a points league board. How can people find names like that no matter what type of, or no matter what website they're using? Is there something you're looking for specifically to say, okay, Giannis, Kuzma, Russ, these are guys that are typically ranked too low if you're just looking at a standard rank board? Yeah, so when I started playing fantasy, I started with points leagues. And then when I started consuming content, most of it was geared towards category leagues. So I kind of figured out how to translate that to points leagues over time. And then, well, obviously, I ended up um, delving into category leagues as well. But when you're listening to that type of content, um, when you hear these players who are dropped down in category leagues, usually because of like efficiency, those are players who would usually be a lot better in points leagues or even something like low defensive stats. Like if somebody scores a lot but gets low defensive stats, you don't really care about that in, in points league. You just want a good accumulation of statistics. So that's like a general rule. Whereas like players who have like this one or two fatal flaws, usually in efficiency or a low volume stats, they will be better in points leagues. That's like a general rule. So, um, so if we're gonna do this almost like a beginner's guide moment here at the end of the show. How would you, what, what sort of strategic elements do you think someone just starting out in a points league should be looking for uh, on draft night or even in a day-to-day format? What's sort of like your one or two main tenets to getting someone ready to understand a points league? Because it does play different than category leagues, but by and large, it's probably a little bit easier to pick up for someone just learning fantasy basketball because you don't need to understand all nine categories individually. Yeah, definitely. So I would say there are usually like two markers that make a good points league player. Either they have like this one really big statistical category. So usually you're looking for points. So if somebody is a big scorer, they're going to usually be a good um, points league player. But at the lower end of the board, so obviously you don't have as many people who are scoring like 25 points per game like that on the lower end of the board. But if you can find somebody who has like this one other very good category, so like Jalen Duran, for example, he's a very good rebounder. So if you can give you double figures in rebounding, that is something which could help him... Um, be like at the back end of points league. So he won't be a best player, obviously, but he might be the eighth, ninth, tenth best player on your roster if everything goes well. So, I mean, that's why he was on the sleeper board as well. And on the other hand, if you have players who are like really good at these 
low volume stats but let's say they're scoring or they don't really do much else so like DeAnthony Melton I think is a good example he he would be a good streamer in points leagues but he isn't somebody who you would necessarily want on your roster because he just doesn't do enough like stats wise or accumulation i would i would say accumulation of stats because you just want as much stats as possible in a points league because that's what it is it's like a combination of all their stats so those players are gonna be less good in a points league so when you hear category analysis that's kind of like your marker of like how to push up a player or pull down a player in your points leagues. All right, last question for you before I let you go. If you were trying to sell points leagues to someone, like me, for instance, I don't play them very often. I'm in a I'm in an eleven cat uh Yahoo league that parallels points leagues a little bit because it does overvalue um volume scoring. If you were trying to sell me, sell my listeners, sell our viewers on trying a points league, what's the sales pitch? What is it about them that you believe makes them fun? Well, I think it's just that they're easy to play. And if you just want something which is, um, I would say, not necessarily less brain work because you still have to do a little bit, but... Just like maybe not as intense or not as, well, just simple. Because I think that's why people like fantasy football as well, because you're just looking at points. So it's generally the same thing on NBA points leagues. And personally, I prefer the scoring system on ESPN, although they do a lot of bad stuff. Like, as we saw at their <laughs> ranking board, they had a lot of players there beyond the 160 mark who should obviously be, like, in standard league thinking. So, but their scoring system, I like it because it actually does factor in efficiency and rewards players for hitting shots and takes away for them missing them. So, um, I generally actually prefer the ESPN point league format. I know people don't like to play on ESPN much, but if you are play, if you are wanting to play a points league, I feel like you should try at least try ESPN for that. Maybe <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow yeah. it. Keston, what you got going yeah. on over at Sports Ethos right now? Tell us about what you're working on. Um, I I think I've done most of my major pieces right now. Um. Mostly just doing stuff on the blurb feed. People should definitely read the blurb feed because if you're only following the Twitter feed, you're missing like 80% of the good stuff because we actually do analysis and you actually get like recommendations and thing on the actual blurb feed. So yeah, don't just look at the Twitter feed because you're only getting the headlines. Like, actually read the blue feed for the analysis as well. I can dig it. I'll tell everybody how in just a moment. But first, one big thank you here to Keston for giving us all the points league info we need for you guys to get ahead on your points league drafts. Keston can be found on social media at Keston Paul. You can see his name here on YouTube if you can read it. 
Just put those words together. That's the Twitter handle for those listening. It's K-E-S-T-O-N-P-A-U-L on social media. He is an editor here at sportsethos.com. Keston, my man, thank you for working so hard with me to get your microphone situation figured out. And I will talk to you, and I hope everybody else will as well, on the internet. Thanks, dude. Yep. Have a good day, everyone. That was the great Keston Paul giving us a points league sleepers must draft primer here on Fantasy NBA Today. I get accused, uh, rightfully, by the way, of not doing almost any points league coverage on this show. And so I wanted to have one episode fully dedicated to points leagues. I'm sure many of you that listen daily are going to uh, skip over this one. Those of you that have been lusting for it, you got it, man. And Keston's an expert at points leagues. It's what he's been doing his whole life. Um, it's really nice that actually we have him working on our draft guide as well here at Sports Ethos. So if you're into points leagues, there's something for you in that uh, as well. Coming up on Fantasy NBA Today, we'll probably try to get a mock draft going at some point later on today. Um, I will also be doing two guest P- uh, segments on other podcasts, so that might slow down how many things I can put out, uh, pieces of content today. Um, Over the next week, we will have my personal Category League sleeper list, my personal Dan Vespers old man squad list, which is a little bit different because I think sleepers, people think about guys that are going a little bit later in drafts, so we'll try to focus on that. The old man squad is just going to be all of my personal targets built on the current Yahoo rank board because a lot of that has to do with where they're going versus where I think they ought to go. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about tops of drafts. Everybody keeps yelling at me that um, when folks are like, hey, who should I pair with who? I'm just like, don't bother. We'll dig a little bit deeper on that. Find out if there are spots where maybe you can uh, kind of, I don't want to say lock in on on pairs of players, but there are a couple of them that do uh, jump out above the board. Yahoo, I still think they're going to have one more board shuffle at some point here. Um It's hard to know because I know they did it like a couple days before the season started last year. Um, There hasn't been one in the last week or so. They had one last week, uh, but I'm expecting one between now and opening night. So if that happens, we may have to do a little bit of a shuffling, move some bodies around um, as well. But that's all coming up here on the show, and we'll get as many mocks in as we can as well. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm at Dan Bespris over on social. This is Fantasy NBA Today, a sports ethos show. Go check out everything at Sports Ethos. And like Keston mentioned, Ethos Fantasy BK is the Twitter feed for the news. But if you click in on any of those, you get the whole analysis that comes with it. That's over at SportsEthos.com. Have a great Monday. Talk to you in a little bit.